Welcome on in to the Jazz Talk Podcast. I am your host, CJ Dieters. Today was a crazy world, uh, crazy bit of news in the uh, the jazz world today. The jazz have been sold. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that. We'll talk a little bit about um, backup point guard. And uh, a little bit about what else is going on in the NBA real quick. Uh, this episode shouldn't be too long. Um, but yeah, we'll go ahead and get on into it. So, uh, Gail Miller, uh, who is the wife of Larry H. Miller, they bought the Jazz, I think they said 33 years ago. It might have been 35 years ago. Uh, I can't remember exactly. Um, kept the Jazz in Utah. Helped build what was originally the Delta Center is now the Vivint Smart Home Arena. Um, they are part of the renovation for that. They were uh, the owners when Carl Malone and Stockton were were playing and were getting the Jazz to the finals two years in a row. Um, the Millers have been awesome. They they were like the perfect family to run the Jazz for as long as they did. Uh, their main focuses were keeping everything in Utah, uh, keeping keeping it entertaining, something that the community would want to go out to and want to see, uh, hiring high-character people, hiring really smart people to do all the stuff that they um, either can't do or you know even didn't want to do or just weren't experts in. Um, Gail Miller will stay on as a minority owner. Um, nobody knows yet how... Uh, what percentage she owns still of the team. I mean, it could be 1%, it could be 25 I have no idea. So the new owner is Ryan Smith, who is the former founder, or, well, I guess he is the founder, but former owner of, of Qualtrics, uh, which is a software company here in Utah. Um, he actually sold the company in 2019 to a company in Germany for $8 billion. Um, so the guy has very deep pockets. He's 40 years old. Um, <clears throat> grew up in Utah. He's been a huge jazz fan his entire life. He's been trying to buy the jazz for a while. Um, even before he sold Qualtrics, he was constantly in discussions with the Millers about taking over the team. Um, they had a great partnership together. Uh, <clears throat> you see the, the little patches on the jerseys that NBA teams have now. Uh, most teams have <clears throat> a company where they're trying to just make money off of a sponsorship. Like the Magic have Disney. The Lakers have Wish, which is just ridiculous. Um, you know, the Thunder loves uh, uh, gas station. Uh, convenience store. You know, loves. Anyway, um, but the Jazz's has been five for the fight, which was uh, is a charity that raises money for cancer research. But Ryan Smith is also the owner of Five for the Fight, um, so he's been a part of the Jazz for a while now. Um, guy loves Utah. Listening to him in his press conference, listening to the people that that know him today. Um, there's no way this guy would would move the Jazz. He loves Utah. He 
grew up a huge jazz fan. You know, he talked about playing junior jazz as a kid, um, wanting to be a member of the jazz. Wasn't ever good enough at basketball to make that happen, but um, so yeah, I think I think this is the perfect guy to take over from the Millers. Um, again, like I said, the Millers have been so great. Um, and anything I say about what Ryan's going to do is nothing against the Millers at all. They've, they've been amazing. They've run this organization very well. Um, the Jazz are a very respected organization, um, especially within the, peop- the people within the NBA. Um, your average fan really doesn't care about the Jazz. But the way the Jazz have done business for forever, basically, um, is respected. You know, they hire the right people. Like I said, they hire high-character people. They don't take shortcuts. Um, You know, you'll never see them wrapped up in a cheating scandal of any kind. Um, So, yeah, I think think the Jazz are in good hands uh, with Ryan Smith taking over. Um, You know, Scotty G, Scott Gerard, who works for... 1280 The Zone, which is the local sports radio around here, uh, 1280 AM, uh, 97.5 FM, um, which I, I recommend you go and listen to if you live in Utah. Um, very entertaining shows. But anyway, Scotty G was talking about how <clears throat> he believes that this is probably the best time for a change in ownership as far as where the Jazz are right now. The Jazz have... A renovated arena. It's not brand new, but it's renovated. It looks amazing. They have a brand new practice facility. It looks amazing. They have a young star in uh, Donovan Mitchell. And then they have a lot of questions coming up in the next few years that I know an owner would like to be a part of. Um, Probably the biggest one is Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert is a free agent after this next season. He's eligible for the Supermax, which means he can make it close to like five years, $250 million. So like $50 million a year, um, or at least over $200 million for a five-year contract. Um, big money we're talking about here. Um, so I think right now is the time that an owner would want to be getting in with the team to help make these big decisions. You know, do they give Rudy Gobert that big money? Do they try and work out a different contract with him, but still really high money? Or, you know, which I would hate to see this happen, do you move on from Rudy, get some value from him, um, and start building this team more around Donovan Mitchell? And again, I would hate to see that happen. I love Rudy Gobert. I He is one of my favorite players in the league. He is so dominant defensively. He's so efficient offensively. Um, I really think, in my personal opinion, I don't know that I'd give him the Supermax. That's a lot of money. He has earned it. I mean, to get the Supermax, you have to earn it. You have to make all-star games, make all NBA teams, be defensive player of the year like Rudy Gobert has been twice. Like, he's earned that contract. I hear a lot of people say that he's not worth that. Bull crap! The guys earned it. Now, from a team building aspect, you don't want to give, especially a center in today's modern NBA, even a center as amazing as Rudy Gobert is, 
you don't want to be giving him that much money. So what I would go to Rudy and his representation with is basically five years of a nor- what the normal max for a player would be. Um, which I believe would be a contract somewhere like five years, 180. So still a lot of money. Well over 30 million a year. But I think you can swallow having Rudy Gobert on like 35 million a year, way more than you can 45, 50 million a year. Um, if he's not willing to accept that though, sadly, I think, you know, the, the Jazz have to move on. Um, and this is, you know, this episode's more about Ryan Smith buying the team. But real quick, we'll just talk about. So if. If the Jazz decided, Ryan Smith, Dennis Lindsay, Justin Zanuck, everybody involved there decided, okay, we we have to move on from Rudy. We hate to do it. I know everybody there loves Rudy. But for the future of the team, sadly, we have to do that. Um, the first team that pops out to me real quick as a possibility is the, the Brooklyn Nets. They're going to be looking for that third star to put with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Um, Their defense sucked last year, and I don't see it getting a ton better this year. All of a sudden, you add the best defender in the NBA. um, You'd be a much better team defensively. Um, And what the Jazz could get back is Jared Allen. So they replace the center position. They don't replace Rudy. Let's get that straight. I mean... There's like three centers in the league that are on the same level as Rudy. None of them are as good defensively as him. But Jared Allen, young, I think he's going to be 23 this next season. Um, can block shots, can help pr- protect the paint. Uh, good in the pick and roll. He he does all the stuff that Rudy does, just not at as high of a level. He's like 80% Rudy Gobert. Which is still a really good center, just not the amazing superstar that Rudy is. So, yeah, so Jared Allen, and then either Spencer Dinwiddie or Karis LeVert, whichever one the Nets are willing to pair with, Spencer Dinwiddie could immediately become the starting point guard next to Donovan Mitchell. Um, he's, you know, he's 6'6", can run the point guard or the shooting guard. Karis LeVert could be the shooting guard while you move Donovan down to the point. 6'7", long, good defender becoming a very good three-point shooter can create his own shot so one of those two and then they have to throw in some sort of salary filler so the Jazz would probably have to, to take on uh, like Torian Prince would be my guess which Prince is you know he's 6'7 wing he's okay offensive player okay defender they're paying him a lot of money but it's only for two more years so I think the Jazz could swallow that and then I think the Nets would have to throw in at least one good first-round pick with that. Um, I think in a future episode I'll talk more about that, even though, again, I hate talking about it because I do not want them to trade Rudy. I want Rudy to to play for the next, you know, 12 years in the Jazz uniform and retire with the Jazz. But, I mean, the, the salary cap is is a thing that you have to deal with. 
Um, so sometimes tough decisions have to be made. That being said, though, getting back to Ryan Smith, this guy's got deep pockets. And from what I've heard from all the people that know him well, this guy wants to win. It doesn't matter what it is. If it's basketball games, football games, getting up off the couch first to get to the refrigerator, this guy competes in everything he does. He wants to win at all times. And he's got deep pockets. He's got billions of dollars now. Um, He's extremely smart. Again, a huge fan of the Jazz. Wants a championship in Salt Lake. uh, In Utah. Um, I really think that if Dennis Lindsay and Justin Zanuck tell him that they need to pay Rudy, he'll be okay with that. And I think he'll be okay with paying the luxury tax. Something that the Millers... The Millers said if they put a championship team together, they would pay it. I... It, it We never got to find out. I think this Ryan Smith guy will tell Dennis Lindsay and Justin Zanuck, you put a championship team together, I will pay whatever the amount is. Just get us a championship. Um, so I'm, I'm very excited about, about this move, and I'm very excited about the future of the Jazz. Um, so getting into the next topic that I wanted to cover is the backup point guard spot for the Jazz. <clears throat> now, if they bring back Jordan Clarkson... Um, which in, in another episode I'll get more into why I think it's more of a question for bringing back Jordan Clarkson than some people do. Um, but you bring him back, you have Mike Conley on the roster, who's the starting point guard, but I think they'll use him like they did this last year where he plays for like the first four minutes, he comes off, and then once Donovan's ready to come off, he, he comes back on the court, runs the show at, with the second unit, um, Jordan Clarkson can play the point guard off the bench, um, used to having the ball in his hands. And Joe Ingles can run the point guard off off the bench. Um, has become an amazing pick-and-roll player. So I don't really think that the need is that huge for a backup point guard for the Jazz. Now, if we're in the draft and Kira Lewis Jr. out of Alabama falls to 23 or... Cole Anthony from North Carolina, or R.J. Hampton, uh, who's from the U.S., played in Australia this last year in as a professional. If one of those three guys were to happen to fall to us at 23, I'd be okay with the Jazz going out and picking up a backup point guard. Um, but let's say none of those guys are available. Anything that's else, I, I mean, Theo Maladon could be something. I think he needs more time. Um, but I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be sad about the Jazz taking him. I don't think, it, I don't think it would be a bad pick. Um, but if if all those guys are gone, you're probably looking at a wing or a power forward that could also play center that can shoot the three a little bit. Um, but anyway, so we get past that. We get into free agency. What what kind of guy could the Jazz go out after? Um, I think a guy like DJ Augustine would be an amazing fit. But I think the Jazz only have the minimum to work with, really, for a backup point guard, just like they did this last year with Emmanuel Moutier, which also, maybe Emmanuel Moutier really doesn't have a market this year. Maybe the Jazz could just bring him back on a minimum. 
Um, he was starting to show some progress, but I think he still needs more time with the developmental coaches with the Jazz. Um, so maybe that's an option. Um, DJ Augustine, again, I think would be an awesome fit, but he's going to be too much. Same with like a guy like Reggie Jackson. So who, at the minimum, could the Jazz... Who, at the minimum, could the Jazz be going after... Um, that uh, can fill that backup point guard position. If Mike Conley gets hurt again, could run the, the starting point guard hypothetically um, or just be more minutes off the bench. Um, so we're looking at a guy like uh, Shabazz Napier, played this last season with the Wizards. Um, guy put can put up points real quick off the bench. Really undersized, not a... Not a really active on the defensive side either so his defense is going to be just awful when he's in but he can put up points um Rajon Rondo is going to get paid too much plus I just, I don't like his attitude with the Jazz um Brandon Knight could be an option Brandon Knight is coming off of a huge contract that he signed with the uh with the Suns, I believe, and has been traded a few times since then. Um, so he's made tons of money. I think at this point he'd be willing to accept a uh, uh, minimum contract. Um, Matthew Delvadova could be another guy. Played for the Cavaliers this last year. Um, really feisty defender can kind of get the job done on the offensive end, but you're more bringing him in to shut down the other team's backup point guard on uh... but anyway, so that's that's kind of what I think is what the Jazz should be looking for I've heard other people talk about how the backup point guard needs to be this huge priority for the Jazz this offseason, I really don't think so I think they have plenty of ball handlers I think size and defense on the wing and a big that has enough size to play the center but can space the floor enough to play the power forward position I think those are the the big things that the Jazz need to be looking for um, so real quick before we go just going to talk real real quick about some of the NBA news that happened just today um, today was kind of a crazy day but um, Daryl Morey is looks like he is now going to be the uh, the new GM in Philadelphia. Now I don't know if Elton Brand is out of the job because of this. Um, personally, I I really wouldn't care if they fired him. I don't I don't think he's done a good job. I've talked about this before. I think he really ruined that team. Him and Jerry Colangelo. <coughs> um or or uh. <clears throat> Brian Colangelo, not Jerry. Sorry about that. Um, but anyway, Brian Colangelo and then Elton Brand, I feel like, ruined where the 76ers were going. Now, Daryl Morey is a guy that is not afraid to take risks. He's not afraid to make trades, make moves. Um, so I think it's going to be an exciting summer for, or uh, off season. Sorry, we're not in summer anymore. Exciting off season for the 76ers they have a lot of big contracts um 
They have two young stars in Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. I'm I'm excited about this move. Um, I think I think it was a good pickup for the 76ers. Um, and the last thing I wanted to talk about real quick is word from Charlotte is that they are basically in love with James Wiseman and are willing to trade up from the number three pick to get him if somebody before before them is going to take him. Um, I like James Wiseman a lot. Um, and I think he'd be a great fit there in Charlotte, um, especially getting him and not having to pay a veteran center like Christian Wood or Montrezl Harrell like they've been linked to um, this offseason. Um, oh, and lastly, the Timberwolves say that they are ready to make their pick. They, uh, that if the draft were today, they're ready to go, um, which is very interesting because all the news we've been getting from the Timberwolves lately is that they had zero idea on who they're going to pick. Uh, so exciting news. So with that, we're going to go ahead and end this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Um, welcome, Ryan Smith. Uh, I hope that you're going to bring great things to the Jazz. And uh, yeah, go Jazz!